Hello, everyone, and welcome to a quick hitter of Sentinel Sideline 365. It's just me, KB, no old man tonight. We're doing a, a quick 10-minute special uh, to catch you up on some uh, Transportal recap uh, on what's been going on. Uh, and I couldn't get the old man in. Sometimes he can't get me in, but uh, on these quick little recorded shows, uh, we like to do them quick, get them out to you so that you can uh, get our thoughts on what's going on. So. Once again, if you're new to the show, the Seminole Sunlight 365, we do a live show each week. If you're new, like the video, subscribe. We'd love to have you, and you can get notifications uh, whenever we do a longer we do a long live show, and, and we uh, love to get your interaction. So be sure to join us every week when we do those live shows. But for now, we're focused on the new additions to Florida State football, uh, and there's some big ones. Coach Alex Atkins, he gets it done on the trail. I have personally, I have concerns about what we're doing on the high school side of the ball. But really, not with the not with the offensive line. He's gone in. He's refilled the trenches. Uh, as you as you probably know, uh, Florida State's losing three different guys uh, this offseason: uh, Brendan Gibbons, uh, Turntine, and uh, Dimitri Emmanuel. Uh, just based on eligibility, they're they're out of here. Uh, and those are two. Those, those are three big holes to fill, right? Uh, Dylan Gibbons has been a a solid. A locker room leader, uh, as well as a, a consistent performer on the offensive line. Uh, same with the immediate impacts that uh, Dimitri um, and, and Justin brought uh, from their their transfer roles to the team. Uh, so those are three guys that you're going to miss on offensive line. And if Florida State's serious about making a shot at the ACC title next year, which I do think is realistic, you bring back a ton of offensive talent. In addition to the two big tight ends who are bringing in from the portal, which I think are amazing gets Jaheim Bell um, and the kid out of shorter. I, I think those are your offense is going to be pumping and Trey Benson's coming back. Uh, you lose no, no talented receivers. You're getting some back in Winston, right? Um, your offense is going to be great. But the issue was if you can't be consistent on the line, everything breaks down, right? Your run blocking break, your running game breaks down, your QB production breaks down. Jordan can't, expand the deep ball. So if we do not have consistency on the offensive line, then every, then the offense doesn't work, right? And we've had better consistency on that line, which has allowed the offense to break out. So with that, what does Florida State do? Well, they go ahead and get the number one, in my regards, and I think a lot of people's regards, the number one offensive prospect in the portal uh, in buyers out of UTEP. Uh, this kid, I think, uh, like I said, he, he I think he's regarded, regarded as the top 15 or 20 uh, prospect available in the portal as of this recording. Uh, out of Utah, J Jeremiah Byers, uh, like I said, is a kid that, uh, you know, playing out of the Conference USA is an all-conference selection. Uh, he's had 30, he started 30 of his 33 career appearances, uh, uh, including just 25 straight uh, starts over the last two seasons. Um, and, and this is a guy that is seen as still developing as a player, right? Uh, if you look at his PFF grade, it's gone from 72 to 81 over the last two seasons. Um, so like I said, growth on the offense, uh, on the offensive line in terms of his skill uh, and his production on the offensive line, which is why you saw him get selected as first team all-conference USA uh, this season. Uh, and this is a guy too, like that, like I said, which is so important is that you get two years of eligibility with him, right? Now, some sites see him as a potential pro player after next season we can worry about that when we get to that, when we get down that road, hopefully we're so good next year. He performs so well that that is a, that is a potential for him that he's like, well, we just won the ACC, whatever. And he wants to go pro. That's a great problem to have. If it happens, but if not, we have two years of this kid on the offensive line and to develop him under Alex Atkins, which is cherry on cherry on top. Right. Um, it's great when you can have multiple years of a, of a talented experienced offensive lineman like Jeremiah Byers. 
uh, in your system. Um, and the thing is, you won him out of the portal over programs like Oregon, Ohio State, uh, who were offering him. So this is a very, very talented kid that's going to be instant impact and fill an immediate hole on your offensive line. So this is a great land by Alex Atkins and Mike Norvell. So like I said, I have some issues uh, and some concerns about high school recruiting, but on the offensive line side, this is, this is a big, big checkbox for me. Another big news that came out uh, on Sunday, I believe it was, uh, was another offensive line that we uh, that we signed uh, and got from the off, uh, portal was uh, uh, Corey uh, uh, Casey Roddick out of Colorado. Uh, this is another high experienced kid. So this isn't uh, a guy that's a freshman that's got five snaps over three years or something like that. No, this is a guy that's played in forty two games, thirty starts across five years. For Colorado, uh, he entered the portal when their coach got fired, um, uh, you know, and before Prime got hired, uh, and he just needed a, a change of scenery, right? He was a team captain for the Buffaloes uh, this past season, twenty-two straight starts under his uh, under his uh, time there, and then, like I said, this is the kid you're kidding that has five snaps over the course of five years. He's got seven hundred plus snaps. Uh, with him, career high snaps with him in 2022 alone. Um, this kid is coming with a crap ton of experience, which is great. Um, he reminds me like uh, the guys we got some, you know, like turn time or, 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 um, uh, or, or, yeah, it reminds me of something like that guy that has probably more than that in terms of experience wise, but uh, this is a guy that's going to be able to play right away. The best part about him, uh, why Sykes liked him so much is because he has a flexibility to play inside or outside. And we know with this line, the line has gotten a lot better for Florida State. But we still have to contend with the injuries. And having a guy that can flip inside or outside based on who gets banged up from week to week, that flexibility is key on this offensive line. When you don't have to pull a freshman or sophomore that's still developing and throw him into the fire right away, it's so crucial. And so having a Swiss Army Knife guy like, like uh, Corey Roddick, uh, why do I call him Corey, Casey Roddick on your offensive line, bringing him from the portal with that type of experience, the athletic ability to flip inside or outside, it's going to be huge. And then the chair on top, he's a team captain. So you know you're bringing in the right type of culture guy who's going to act like a captain, bring that type of hard work, tenacity to every single practice, and raise the floor of that locker room once again. So like a Dylan Gibbons. So I think this is a, once again, he may not have the talent ceiling of like a Byers may have, who still has a couple of years to develop and is, is growing year to year. You know what you get with Casey. That, that's the best part. You know what you're going to get with him. Um, is experience, athleticism, and, and the flexibility do what needs to be done and that leadership. I, I think it's a great pickup. And once again, fills another hole fills two, uh, another of that holes, those three holes that you got from the offensive line. So I think this is a great pickup. The third thing is, is that they're still going to search. But I think you've got two of the best offensive line prospects available to altogether in the portal, right? I think you got two of the best offensive line prospects available to Florida State that they want to. I think these are higher on their board and they got them, which is crucial. Then you also got some good news on the high school front. Chris Otto, uh, they they got him to visit over the weekend along with these other kids who they secured their signatures from. Uh, Chris Otto looks like he's he's a three-star kid that they really like. Looks like he's going to be, I believe he's out of Key West, so uh, kind of an under-radar prospect, but uh, is now starting to get some traction late into his uh, recruiting process. But it looks like he's going to be signing uh, uh, on early signing day with Florida State 
which is a great pickup. They really like him. So he'll be one of those guys they put into the nurturing system to get him his body built up and, and ready for two years down the road. They really like him. And then in addition, you have Lucas Simmons, who's a very highly talented, highly talented four-star prospect that is expected to sign an early signing day as well. Um, so it's great that you've got these two instant impact guys from the transfer portal. You're going to have the high school guys coming in. And additionally, they may are probably going to be considering to probably sign one or two more offensive linemen. You know, you brought in the kid from Miami uh, this past weekend. Uh, you have the kid at Auburn that you're still looking at. Uh, they're, they're not, their names elude me at this moment. But you've got the two, two top kids on your on your, uh, on your your target list, right? And, and that's what really matters. You didn't strike out. You got the guys that you wanted. And I think that's the most exciting thing is that you're – you don't you don't have to settle. You got guys that are immediately going to fill those talent gaps uh, that you lost with Dimitri, uh, with Dimitri, Justin, and, and Dylan leaving, uh, and that's something to be excited about. So, like I said, Keandre Jones from Auburn and John Campbell from Miami are the guys that I believe visited this past weekend, and so those names are probably take a look at because I believe you'll sign, you'll try to sign at least one of those guys. If you get both, that's even better. But I, I think you'll try to sign and probably will sign at least one of those guys so that you fill three of those holes that that have been left so far. Um, the last thing I want to bring up, uh, as the thumbnail alluded to, uh, you know, when we're talking about the trenches, it's not the offensive line because it looks like we've solved that issue with the transfer portal so far. It's the defensive line. It looks like you'll be ret- you potentially are returning Jared Verse, which is an exciting development to it. You're gonna you're gonna return some good amount of talent on the defensive line, but the interior of the line is the thing that concerns me the most. If this team wants to contend with Clemson and contend for an ACC championship, they have to secure the inside of that line. They cannot get beat up the gut like they did last season. Um, I know this defense had great statistics, but the defensive backs, we need to get a little bit more talent there. And I believe going after the kid from UVA, uh, Cypress, I, uh, Cypress is a kid to look at. If they sign him, Wow, that, that'd be amazing. But on the inside defensive line, the kid that I, we've been looking at is Braden uh, from Western Michigan. This kid, I, I really I really like this kid, Braden Fisk out of Western Michigan. Once again, ton of experience. The guy's looking to make the next jump. This guy that was a little bit under-recruited, I believe it was because of COVID. We, what you got to remember about COVID, 2019, 2020, these guys didn't get the ability to travel as much, right? So I think this is another one of those kids that didn't get a lot of high school tape out there his kind of senior season um, and, and was maybe under-recruited. Um, and now he's got he's got the statistics to back up his talent, goes into the portal, and, and now he's highly sought out. This is another top 10 recruit in the transfer portal, and Florida State's running neck and neck uh, to get his services. He was just on campus this past weekend from all accounts, from all the recruiting sites and Florida State sites. They made a great impression on him. And this is a guy, like I said, that I think could have a Jared Verse-like impact on the defensive line, especially on the interior. Just looking at the statistics, if you haven't seen already, uh, 148 tackles, 27 and a half tackles were lost, 13 and a half sacks across his career. Uh, this is the guy, I think, if Florida State's able to land him, it's it's gonna be uh, <laughs> it's gonna be make me uber excited for what Florida State can do next season because if we can show that we can shore up that interior defensive line, the sky's the limit for this team. The sky really is the limit for this team. So I think that was one of the major major weaknesses that we had last year, and this would make this would immediately impact that that deficiency we had. Uh, so here here's a little clip of him if you haven't seen. The blind side, Finn just does not feel this. 
comes through there yeah. on him because of his explosiveness there. I'm not going to run that too long because I know we'll get copyright struck in two seconds by showing that clip for some reason. Um, but just he has that type explosiveness, and he can play, which is the best part. Um, he's being courted by USC. So you're like I said, you're going to have to uh, fight for this kid. But you just got a visit from him. You got him on campus. You made a great impression from him. Like I said, you signed two of the guys you just got on campus this past weekend, right? So you were able to make a big impact on two of those players. The weekend before that, you signed two of the tight ends to visit as well. So Florida State is, is making a great pitch to these kids. They also have a track record, right, uh, of Jermaine Jones, Jared Verse. You are producing defensive linemen to the NFL. You're, you have a great pipeline going now, especially with transfers. So they have a great pitch going here. Uh, it, it just, you know, it, I, you know, he's going to have his options, right? Now, can they pitch to him? You can play. We're going to have a great offense. We're going to make a run up the ACC title. Um, or does he want to go to the West Coast, stay on the West, West Coast? He's, you know, he's at Western Michigan now. Does USC steal him because they, they're going to have, uh, you know, they're going to be able to make a run at a national title as well as two? We'll see. But uh, this, if they can get uh, Braden into the fold here, I, our defensive line could be very, very scary next year uh, on both sides, inside and outside. And then match that with the offensive line, we will have a powerful trench unit going into next year. So, yeah, that's really all I wanted to talk about tonight is that I believe we have some trench monsters coming. It depends, but how many are coming? That's the question right now. I know we got two. We got two in the mix right now. How many more will we sign? So stay tuned. We'll be releasing some of these quick, quick, uh, quick hit shows uh, as well as our live shows later on this week. So uh, we'll see you soon. Like the video, subscribe, share with a friend. We appreciate y'all's support. Leave your comments if you disagree or agree with me. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Take care, everyone, and have a great rest of your day. See you. Bye.